You're listening to the St. Mark's Podcast for October 1st, 2023, the 18th Sunday after Pentecost. Today's sermon was given by the very Reverend Dr. Robert Willis. It's based on the lectionary readings for Proper 21, Year A. Good morning. It's really wonderful for Fletcher and me to come here this morning. Uh, after days of solid rain, we came down the freeway from uh, New Haven and the, the sun rose through mistiness so that the full orb, even when it was quite high in the sky, was beautiful through the mist and easy to look at. And on the other side of the sky, the moon shining too. And one felt really glad to be alive on this morning of creation. It's that time of year. And we'll be talking much about that in the forum as we, as we gather together afterwards. But for the meanwhile, we have here presented to us three, or if you count the psalm, four really complementary lessons. They are lessons which speak of truths which feed into one another, and perhaps it's good to deal with them in chronological order, if you like, of how we had them read this morning. The Old Testament lesson, which is a lesson of the people of Israel in the wilderness, glad to have been taken from Egypt originally, but now beginning to find the hardships of the journey. Beginnings are good times, but one has to have resolve to continue. It's good for us to be here at the beginning of your stewardship campaign this morning, going through to December. And we start with an enormous energy to think how we will undergird, empower the ministry of this place. And we don't just mean the clergy. By the ministry, we mean everyone involved in the life of St. Mark's and their ministry outside in the streets and houses around. But at the same time, the undergirding of and deepening of the fellowship of the people who call themselves Congregation of St. Mark's or are just beginning to make an entry into this community. All of that is just beginning and no one can ever suggest that this kind of campaign is an easy road, particularly in the hardships of of life today following the pandemic and in so many other ways in which people are challenged. Nevertheless, we will go forward as a church of St. Mark's in New Canaan with this wonderful initiative. But we find the children of Israel, shall we say, fed up with the leadership of Moses because they are thirsty and the wilderness is not providing enough water for them. Moses, at the command of God, strikes the rock and water streams from it as a gift from heaven and they drink. In morning prayer, it used always to be the case, and we still sometimes do that, to begin the morning prayer with Psalm 95, often called the Venite. Come, let us sing unto the Lord, let us heartily rejoice, in the rock of our salvation. It's an image of Christ as we sing it, the rock from whom the water of life 
which he offered to the woman of Samaria at the well, stream for us, not just waters of baptism, but waters of regeneration, watering our souls. And yet, here is a story of grumbling and also of quite a sense of testing God. The Vanity talks about that, and it's rather an embarrassing chapter for the pilgrims. The new prayer book here, as in new liturgies of our own, never lets the Vanity get that far. It does a, a swap over with another psalm at the end, so you don't get the bad bits at, at where the people are just grumbling and testing God. Yet I feel that by not getting the bad bits, we miss something. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts. That's the bit that's missing. And in the epistle to the Hebrews, there's a lovely exposition of that in chapter 4, where you find that the writer is saying, today is now. It's every day, as long as it's today and then tomorrow becomes today. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as on that occasion in the wilderness that we're reading about this morning, where there was a testing of God and a bitterness towards Moses until the rock was struck and fresh water was given. It wouldn't be the last time, as you well know in that long story, that the pilgrimage was too hard. But for the moment, concentrating on this, the writer to the Hebrews tells us that Every day for us is a new today. So harden not your hearts so that you may enter into the Lord's rest. It's a wonderful concept, but it's a concept of total forgiveness when one suddenly realizes the gift that's being offered. Whatever's happened, harden not your hearts as they did in the wilderness. It becomes a picture for us to follow. The second lesson that we had from Philippians shows Christ himself, our rock of salvation, humbling himself, that he may stand among us, look us in the eye, be one of our own humanity, and offer the gift of God, offered today in the gospel offered so often as you go through your life with someone who is going to teach you a lesson even though they don't know it, a lesson of how your own particular gifts can be used. And particular gifts in all sorts of ways are what the stewardship campaign are all about. It becomes totally necessary to think, what can I do in this? Not just the giving of resources, but the giving of oneself to the community to empower ministry and also to deepen fellowship. And then we come to the gospel. It's interesting that Jesus himself, who has been treading a road in St. Matthew's gospel, for this is the year when we take our gospels each Sunday from St. Matthew, treading a road through the communities of his own land, going from Galilee down to Judea, being in Samaria, walking, 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 and meeting people and looking them in the eye and knowing them. And they 
knowing that he knows them. And they have conversation. Fletcher and I have never been here to St. Mark's, New Canaan, before, but we feel we know it because four years ago, Father Justin Crisp, who was here then, brought your youth group to Canterbury Cathedral, and they shared the life of the cathedral, and in sunny weather, shared our life in the very large deanery garden, which many of you will have seen in the morning broadcasts uh, throughout the pandemic from, from the garden, but also in the house itself. And we got to know them, and we heard their questions, and we tried to answer their questions. I was talking earlier to the father of Jack Harrison, John Harrison, who's much involved in this, this uh, uh, new stewardship campaign. And Jack asked me a question on the last day when they were there. He said, who's in charge of my life, God or me? And I answered there quite sort of easily, I thought at the time. Um, well, you've always got the capacity to say no. That's what your free will is all about. You can say no when your vocation is in some way presented to you or a challenge is presented to you. And then in the night, I thought that that's not the right answer. And they were going the next day, the youth group, and I knew they were catching a train at the station at 7 a.m., so I got out of bed and, and, and ran down to the station and found them on the platform there with Father Justin. And I thought, um, they thought I'd come to say goodbye. We'd said goodbye once before in the dining room the night before. I hadn't come to say goodbye, really. I'd come to make sure that what I now knew to be the answer was given to Jack and to all of them. The answer was, yes, you do have the power to say no to the vocation that God puts in front of you. But if you do, he will find other ways of presenting it to you throughout your life. In the faces and voices of people who don't know they're presenting it. And in situations in which you find yourself, that vocation will never go away if it's a true vocation, but it will take different shapes and you always have the power to say no, but God is an insistent God and will present it again and again to your last breath and who knows even beyond. The magnificent forgiveness of the Lord is absolute and that's what we come to in the gospel. First of all, shall we say, an irritated Jesus who's standing in the temple courtyard and finding that the chief priests, these aren't the Pharisees, these are the chief priests, and that was an, the Caiaphas' family were hereditary chief priests. They had a great interest in keeping things as they were, as people who are in charge always have if they're satisfied with things that are going on. And so they find a great difficulty with this new teaching coming into the temple courtyards and trying to crack open the temple so that other people might be brought in. Well, no, thank you, we don't want them there. We're really quite comfortable. So who's giving you authority to say all these things? And Jesus, who really is, I would think, fed up with the fact that they're getting in the way of his teaching with those who really need to hear it, 
says to them, I'll, I'll ask you one question, and if you answer it, I will answer you. So he says to them, the baptism of John the Baptist, was, did it take its origin from a human origin, or was it from heaven? And they talk with each other and say, well, if we say from heaven, he's going to say, well, why didn't you believe him? Why didn't you change your lives according to his own teaching and become a people ready to receive the word of God? But if we say of human origin, the people who did believe it was from heaven will turn on us. So they say, we don't know. Jesus says, very well, then I'm not going to answer you. And, and, and the inference is, so just go away and leave me to talk to those who want to hear me, the crowds who are thronging round in the temple courtyard. And then, it takes me back to Psalm 78, hear my teaching, O my people. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. That's what the Psalm says, and that's what Jesus does. Tells a little story about two sons of the owner of a particular vineyard, and vineyard was always the emblem of the people of Israel, the Lord's vineyard. We could call this parish here your vineyard for the, the uh, certainly for the purposes of, of the stewardship campaign, is where work must be done. The father said to his older son, um, go into the vineyard and work today. And the answer, of course, sir, I will. But he didn't. And the second son, I don't really want to, Father, sorry, I'm not going. And then he changed his mind and did. And Jesus turns the question round onto them, the chief priests who are still standing there, and said, so which of the two sons did their father's will? And they said, the second. Grudgingly, they said, the second. Jesus doesn't correct them or anything. He just lets them have that message sink in that people who've come late to the table, people who are still coming and maybe thought they would never come, are totally accepted by the community. Last week we were doing laborers in the vineyard, the same thing. Those who came at the last hour were accepted in the, way, in the same way as those who came first to work in the vineyard. I will open my mouth in a parable. It's a perfect picture because there are times in our own life when we think, no, I'm not going to do that, and then have a change of heart. Why do we have a change of heart? Maybe because some unexpected person, by words they, they're not realizing what they're saying, challenge us in the way that that vocation to do the Lord's work in the vineyard is our duty over and over and over again until we say yes. And when is the time to say yes? Today. While it is today. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as they did in the wilderness. It's a marvelous sentence of the Vanity. It speaks an intention, but then Jesus knew all those psalms pretty well by heart. 
In the forum, we'll be thinking about the way in which Jesus himself relates to creation. And when we, Fletcher and I, saw the sun rise this morning, we found ourselves relating to God's creation through the mist as the light showed itself. It showed us that really the whole world is sacramental and is showing us in the trees and the skies and the birds and the creatures. Nowhere better to be thinking of that than you sitting in front of this magnificent reredos, which is like a benedicity all for here in New Canaan. And I'm sorry not to have chance to sit here and just go through all of them and think of what's, what's there. It's life. It's life given by the Creator, longing for a response. And that response might be, at the moment, for a care of the planet, the care of its creatures, the care of one another. All of that is good stewardship. But no one is cast out from being accepted when they come in. Today, as long as it be today, harden not your hearts. But don't worry, because tomorrow, tomorrow will also be today. And there is a chance after chance after chance. And as it's presented to us in different faces, different situations, we ourselves feel the open arms of the kingdom of heaven expressed by the humanity of our Lord in his lifetime, but now expressed to the world by his body, the church. That's you and me. Weak as we are, and inclined to say, oh gosh, I'm too tired to do that today. I was very busy yesterday and so on. But that's not the answer. The answer is, yes, I will go. This bit of work in the Lord's vineyard is for me. This bit of work in New Canaan is for me. This bit of work of empowering the ministry and deepening the fellowship is for me. It might be the smallest task but then, of course, the widow's mite is another of those stories which come from the temple's courtyard. She gave all that she had, and that was more riches than all the treasuries of the chief priests put together. That's how our Lord Jesus Christ, in his humanity, his humanity who humbled himself to the point of death on the cross, sees us. And it's a glorious thing that he offers. So this morning at the beginning of this campaign, harden not your hearts, but open them up to the fact that there might be just one job that is for you, the only person who might do it. Maybe not too hard, but nevertheless, every small brick in this building was placed so that it could be the shelter of the Church of God, the people of God. So the small stone that you put in place of your own offering of your life might be the thing which was so necessary for the next step of the journey. And at that point, there will come a glad acceptance from heaven. Well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Amen. You can find more sermons on our website, www.stmarksnewcanon.org.